Mountaineer Nation. What a miserable night in Morgantown, to say the very least. West Virginia falls to Kansas, 55-42. And yeah, the 55 counts, uh, originally announced 49, but the 55 counts on the interception that was returned to seal the deal in overtime for Kansas as the Jayhawks come to Morgantown and get the victory over Neil Brown, West Virginia now 0-2 on the year, and all the positivity after a really highly contested close game that I've said this, pretty much everyone said this, even on the pit side, West Virginia squandered and probably should have won and played way better than anybody expected against a ranked Panther team. We'll see if Pitt is still ranked. Last week, all that love, all that positivity that maybe the program is climbing, gone. <laughs> right down the tubes after this loss to Kansas now. Easily the worst loss of the Neil Brown era. I'm Mike Oste. This is your Mountaineers post-game show here as I am live from an undisclosed location here inside Milan Pushkar Stadium. I await the traffic to clear out before I head back to Pittsburgh. And this is going to be a short show here. I'm going to do more reactions, more shows, and let this kind of simmer and marinate in myself before I really officialize my thoughts. But just wanted to give an instant reaction program. So if you do want to join me here, feel free to chat along. Either way, I'll just give my instant reaction. Obviously, not good enough. Obviously, just bad all the way through. And I get Kansas is better than in years past. The bar not too high to be better, but better than in years past. Everyone recognizes that. Okay, still shouldn't be good enough to be beating a West Virginia team that did enter the game 13.5 point favorites in this game. 13, 13.5, something to, to that vein. <laughs> Kansas down two scores at one point well into this game, well into the first half of this game. And then it was a while where it felt like that, okay, neither defense was maybe going to show up, but Kansas can't hang with West Virginia offensively. We saw early in the game, Graham Harold and the air raid offense open up the door, the big play to, to Bryce Forwheat and the big play to Sham James early in this game and really <clears throat> kind of airing it out, literally, maybe more so than what we saw early in the game against Pitt in the backyard brawl. And okay, the West Virginia offense finally finding their footing, they're clicking, Kansas can't hang with them defensively, of course, and West Virginia gets going to put enough points that it might not look pretty after a while, we're talking in the press box, okay, you get out of this with a victory, you only win by a touchdown or so, it's 38-30, 42-34, you, doesn't look good at all, uh, it, no one would have been happy, but you get out of there with a win, and, and, and the anger maybe dissipates, because you do have what you would figure is a guaranteed win over Townsend coming up. And then you have the rivalry game, which won't ease it all, even though Virginia Tech is, yet again, a little overrated. But at the end of the day, winning is winning. So if you get out of there with a win, no, you're not going to get ranked. No one's going to love it. People are still going to say that's Kansas. You shouldn't have struggled so much. And your defense shouldn't have given up so much after the defense played real well against Pitt and played well early in this game. But then you end up losing. So obviously the sky kind of is falling in Morgantown right now. This is year four, 17 and 20 is Neil Brown's record. You bring in a highly touted recruit in JT Daniels to fix things. Many thought JT, Jared Daggy was the issue the last few years. Certainly regressed over time. They didn't score enough despite the yards. Kind of divorced that relationship. 
offense got different pieces that were changed and switched around and maybe Bryce Fort Wheaton would step up to another level. I could argue he has actually with four touchdowns over 150 in this game, 97 against Pitt. Just so far a solid year for him to say the least, despite a couple you know bad drops, of course, against the Panthers. And yet again, it doesn't matter because this this flips from recent years. Recent years, the offense has let down the defense, an underrated West Virginia defense that even was right up there top of the country early in the season a couple years ago after the Vic Koning scandal. Last year played okay. Dante stills wrecking games, wrecked the game against Pitt, wrecked the game early tonight against Kansas. First quarter or so was about to wreck things. That D-line was about to wreck things again. No surprise there. But then it just didn't happen any longer. Kansas was able to take things over quarterback-wise. They saw precision passing. They were able to make big plays. They couldn't handle him kind of scrambling out a little bit. And it just was the wheels fell off. But after the offense has let the defense down so much during the Neil Brown era, on this night, the defense lets the offense down. And they're going to say all the right things, but JT Daniels in his postgame, he definitely appeared frustrated, basically saying the dumb mistakes is what did it for the defense and felt like the offense clicked, and so did Bryce, and the offense did. You can't ask for more, really, from the offense. But what I do want to you know, just talk about here briefly is where this program goes from here, because obviously this was bad. Everyone knows this is bad. I can talk all night about this being bad. There's no way to slice it. You watch the game. I watch the game. We can analyze all day. Nothing good comes from losing to Kansas at home, and they had to travel far to get here, <laughs> after you just thought you played well and maybe you would have won against, say, Kansas if you're playing a worse team, but I guess not. There's no excuse for losing at home against Kansas when you are West Virginia. Certainly, just even on paper, this year, this roster, these rosters against each other, Kansas is better, but shouldn't happen. Just, just shouldn't happen. The new Big 12, when Oklahoma and Texas are gone, if West Virginia, you look historically, West Virginia should be right up there with Oklahoma State and, and be one of the, the thoroughbreds of the conference. Recruiting class is actually good the next couple of years, despite the program being a bit down. Who, Rodney Gallagher is coming. Who knows if that's going to matter if you can't win these games? Who knows if he's impressed? Does he want to still come with the transfer portal? Really? I mean, he is. He, he, he loves WVU. You look at his Twitter. But again, this isn't impressing anybody. By no, by no means. And and I got a lot of flack and even, you know, coming down and being on this beat now, being the Pittsburgh guy on this beat, despite being an alum and, you know, saying that Neil Brown before the season was on the hot seat and he's not going to be fired or at least I didn't think so entering the year. I, I really didn't think he would be. And I said the bar for me was you got to get to at least six or below that I would consider making a change. If it was me, I, I would certainly make a change six or below because it's six and seven last year, you lose a mediocre bowl game you got to assume the program gets better with JT Daniels and a maturation process on offense and a better O-line and Dante's still still there. And yeah, Charles Woods got hurt and didn't play in this game, but still that one guy ruins a game like this, a major piece, big deal losing him. But, and that secondary was, was just decimated at times. And I mean, the guys on the field, they were decimated by Kansas and inexperienced maybe at least at West Virginia, even though they have experience elsewhere, just wasn't enough. They, they weren't a group and Charles Woods maybe would have changed that. Maybe he would have made her a player too. But again, one guy shouldn't trigger the loss to Kansas. And, and I'm not predicting Kansas to go on this orange bowl season that they would have had a decade or so ago. I mean, th that that's not the Kansas team we're looking at here, even though they are better. Are they that good? That's the only way this saves is if somehow Kansas goes on an orange bowl run, like they did, I believe back in 08, it was, if they do that, 
okay, maybe this is safe. Maybe this is salvage if you win remaining games and you get to a certain bar because nobody was expecting a natty this year. But in mind, you should be Kansas. Certainly when you hang and cover the spread against it, who at the time was a ranked team and is a defending AAC champ despite their roster being different. So a bad loss, an unacceptable loss, but you're not going to make a change now. I know a lot of fans want to do that. West Virginia is too classy. Obviously, in the middle of the season, that would just kill things. You'd really hurt the program. It's just not going to happen. This isn't the NFL. But after this year, imagine going into Shane Lyon's office, talking about the future and saying, okay, we have a great recruiting class coming in. And yeah, we won a Liberty Bowl a few years ago. But part of that cupboard was bare, nothing. After that, eh, dipping lose a mediocre bowl game under 500 after you finish the season. And now here, the worst loss for the Neil Brown era is this loss to Kansas by far. This loss to Kansas, the worst loss of the Neil Brown era. And you got to stop having the worst loss of the era when you don't have the big win. Yeah. People can point to the winner of Virginia tech and the black diamond trophy a year ago. They were ranked 15th. They lost what four out of five after that. They were overrated. They weren't really good. And you crawled out of the game on a nail biter. Imagine what's going to happen in Blacksburg. And there again, not very good. But you, West Virginia, are you very good? No, not from what I'm watching right now. So I would imagine he gets another year. I would imagine Shane Lyons likes him. They are in lockstep with each other in the recruiting class. May sell it, certainly Rodney Gallagher. And maybe another year of JT, who knows? He certainly played well, and they have upgraded at QB. But it doesn't matter in the deep progress. It doesn't matter if you end up losing these games. This wasn't even a decision issue, like, say, people could point to the fourth and one against Pitt. This was just bad. <laughs> it was just bad and funky all the way through, especially after two-touchdown lead and then the defense collapsing. And, yeah, Neil Brown gave the keys to the offense, the Graham Hamilton, and he's still there and coaching, and he's certainly in charge and presiding over the O and the defense. But – it just you can't lose this game again if you can't be if there I see it from the chat there WVU is the new Kansas if we can't beat Kansas with JT Daniels you didn't finish it but I'm gonna finish it for you what are we what can we do yeah um, I don't have the answers but those are questions that are very very legitimate and Neil Brown again he says all the right things where he makes no excuses some other coaches maybe of the past have made excuses no. He made no excuses, made less excuses than this game after Pitt where he did go after some refs, and I could hear him there, but no excuses here, obviously. Not good enough, no excuses. He had that impassioned speech a couple years ago, we're going to bring the program back to glory. I put on myself last year, not the case. The program fell down instead of climbing. This year looks worse. Now you have the worst loss of your era, and you're still without that really big-time win. The, a mediocre bowl game isn't that for me. Beating Virginia Tech and then seeing them not really be good isn't that for me. So, again, if I had to predict, I would say there's at least another year of this. But it's really bad right now. It's really gloomy right now. The vibe is not good right now. The atmosphere, not good right now. And a lot needs to change. The schedule's not going to be easy. This is a harder schedule this year than even last year. So you have that game in Blacksburg. You have... Baylor, you have obviously Oklahoma still on the schedule. You do have Texas, and they just played Alabama really, really, really freaking well. And Bama, to everybody, is their number one. Who knows? Maybe now they're a two or a three, but they're freaking Bama. And they basically should have just lost to Texas. So, yeah, you beat Texas before, and are they really back? But are you? So that's going to be a problem. Losing games like Texas Tech and to State in recent years, are you any better than those programs right now? 
not the case. You can't make five-yard mistakes in the red zone or fumble a fair catch or take a 15-yard penalty in overtime by a senior. All of these, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't – JT Daniels talked about it. All these are dumb mistakes, whether it be offense or defense. It, it didn't appear execution was a problem, certainly not on offense. They were clicking. They executed dumb mistakes. Only the one punt, though. But dumb, dumb mistakes hurt it from even being more. Not that you should have needed more, really, than what they gave in this game. Again, it is Kansas. This is not Oklahoma. You are playing where you got to be perfect. They, again, only the one punt. On defense, though, they were undermanned a little bit without their, one of their best guys in Charles Woods. But after that first quarter, it looked like the D-line was going to wreck the game, and then they just didn't. I don't know what Kansas figured out. It looked like no adjustments happened at halftime on West Virginia's side. And then the defense clearly just had no answers in the second half or in overtime. Kansas's offense was just too good. And that's weird to say, and it's a head-scratcher to say, but that's just really the case. So, again, I got flack. I'm going to still say it. Neil Brown got to be on the hot seat. Has to be. I get that he brought alums back, and he kind of cleaned up some messes of Daner Holgerson, and the feel and the family atmosphere is better, and he fits culturally being a Kentucky guy, and he wants to be here forever. Don Nalen loves him. Everyone does. Honestly, he's a really nice guy. I get it. But there has to be a standard higher than this. And I had said you got to at least get into a bowl game again, regardless of what happens, to at least continue to climb, And even though that's really neutral. And then you see from there, because this is a hard schedule, you have JT, but it's a new system. And then Rodney Gallagher comes in because you have a solid recruiting class. That would buy me time. I could get a sell job on that with six or seven wins off the recruiting class. But if this ends up being a three- or four-win season, you're going from – climbing to we're feeling some rocks underneath me and I'm not really going anywhere to I'm terrified to go anywhere. So I'm just stuck on this mountain in neutral to I'm literally now falling off and I have spiked a rock. It is in my back and I'm off of this thing and I'm dead. I mean, that's really the situation right now. Yeah. Is it scary that we have to be perfect to beat Kansas? Yeah, that's the thing. It, it does appear that West Virginia's offense kind of had to be, and again, only the one punt in the game, so it's hard to go at the O at all, despite some mistakes. So this was the defense losing this, but you shouldn't be. It was plenty enough to beat Kansas, plenty enough. And the buyout, by the way, is on our site. So on WV Sports Now, we do have the information there about the buyout, and it's a lot. <laughs> so again, that could certainly buy some time. Literally, no no pun intended there. I certainly would imagine that would buy some time and, and would keep things going. But again, obviously, this is bad. Worst loss of the era right now. Just what are you going to do? I mean, they just have to turn it around. Fortunately, they do have Townsend coming up. But it's homecoming. It's hard to really get up for it, I'd imagine, for the fans. It is a 1 p.m. or so. Are students going to sleep in and miss it or what's going to happen there? Regardless, that should be a win, you would imagine. You put this effort there, that's going to be a win comfortably. Um even though less than this effort should win the game. But what does that win feel like? Doesn't feel good. Doesn't do anything for you. So you got to get more. Maybe they'll upset somebody this year. Maybe they're upset Baylor. Maybe they'll do something this year. Maybe they'll get some revenge over Texas Tech. Sure. But fans will then point to, well, you shouldn't have lost to Kansas. Uh, decisions against Pitt. But really, you shouldn't have lost to Kansas. Certainly. If you can beat those teams, then you shouldn't have lost to Kansas. And then you're picking apart wins and saying, right now, 17 and 20, this is why the record's not better. You lose games, you should win. And even if you win a game, you shouldn't win. It should all connect together. And if you're beating that team, you should beat this team. So I get it. Yeah, there has to be an upset this year. There really does. Um, 
What is there a pre-game press conference tonight? I haven't seen anything. I'm assuming you mean post-game. We do have Neil Brown on the channel already at WV Sports Now here, where this show currently is streaming. Also on our say WV Sports Now. I'll get the rest up. Honestly, couldn't get great sound, so I, I may switch it up and put another video in that they email with those pressers. But yeah, we'll have them there. Uh, but again, I just want to get this short show out here. I'm going to probably wrap things up. I do appreciate some of you here joining me in the chat. I figured you would. That's why I wanted to do this. Obviously, just got a bonanza of action and engagement, obviously, and views, et cetera, after the backyard brawl. I wasn't expecting that here. It's only one team of our network that we're going to be talking to after this game, obviously, not the combo. And it just is a down-in-the-dumps feel, I'd imagine, for West Virginia fans. Maybe you're just going to go to bed and, uh, I don't know, win or lose, we still booze. Maybe maybe West Virginia fans are boozing after this one. I, I would certainly say, yeah, buy out $16 million. I, I believe it's literally $16.7 million, but it is on our site. We do have an article that dives into it. Logan touched on that for us. And, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I don't think anyone thought that at year four this would be the conversation, but at year four there got to be more of a climb than this, and there has to be a higher bar than this, and you have to be have more respectability for yourself than this. And, again, I like the guy. I don't want to be saying this, but I got black when I said he was, had to be on the hot seat entering the season. Worst, worst loss of your era now. You lose to Kansas. Uh, I, I, I just don't know what else to say. This is a better Kansas, but you, West Virginia, 15th winningest program ever, certainly not Kansas. We're not talking basketball here. It, it, it got to be better. Um, Les Miles, yeah, Les Miles isn't probably coming here. And what, what is he in comparison to, to what he was? Yeah, he has a natty, he has a natural title. But, I mean, Jimbo Fisher, I know you said he would not be against coaching West Virginia at the end of the day and home is home. But that's probably at the end of his career. He kind of alluded to that. He tons of money right now. He's where he's at right now. That buyout's not happening. And he's that's not happening. So, who knows? I mean, Graham Harrell's been brought up a lot. A lot of Mountaineer fans may want him. He could be that young, darling, next guy, kind of what Dana was, Dana Holgerson was a decade plus ago as that offensive guru, and that's kind of the era. That's the Sean McVay. That's the era. That offensive genius, you figure out all the rest, you score enough, you get a defensive guy to pair with you, maybe an older defensive mind pairs with you as the young offensive guru. That's the crew. Yeah, that could be something. But who knows if Graham Harrell wants to be a head coach here in Morgantown at West Virginia, or if that means he moves on and gets another opportunity with the success of this offense. So he has that ability. He's a young guy. I've seen him at camp. He does scream a future coach to me, and he would be a guy that would be a great hire, I would think, if you do move on. But we will definitely see because opportunities might be elsewhere as well. I do see a lot of you blowing up the chat here, but I'm going to have to close up shop. I got to get myself on the road. We got a lot of action going on behind here in my undisclosed location. So thanks to all of you who did join me. Obviously, a really, really bad night to be a West Virginia Mountaineer fan wherever you may be. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.